Tyra Chaf, we begin brand new Tyra, very exciting. We'll start with some factual background to give us a little bit of context. There's a lot of factual background in this Tyra, very Yusayidistic. We'll see some of it we will bring as we learn. Rav Chaim Kramer discards, he brings it from various sources. Uh, Chaim Aran, among others. This Tyra was given Rosh Hashanah ben Ashmashis between the first and the second day when Rabbeinu used to give over Tyra. The year was Tuf Kuf Samachai, September 6th, 1804. It was in Breslov. The Rebbe trembled and shuddered repeatedly, pulling on his beard as he said the opening words, Tisha Tikunin Yakira, nine precious Tikunin Miss Masra Ladikna, were given over literally to the Dikna, if you change a Dalit and a Zion Aramaic, to the beard. Uh, very important as an introduction to any of these uh, these types of statements that are coming from from Pnimi Satira, that the, that, that, the uh, that, that we're speaking in 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 mushal form, not to not to chas think that there's any physical representation. One idea I think we quoted from a shla we uh we we mentioned it in context of one of the earlier tiras that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has a certain system system of uh, a certain system of spirituality, a certain system of how he relates to the world, and the way that that system represents itself in our world has a certain those relationships exist the same way they realist, they exist in a spiritual way they exist in a physical way as well and therefore we relate to them in the physical realm when the, when we want to understand the relationships of things therefore the muscle that presents us those relationships is the it uses physical terms therefore when we when we talk about, about a lot of ideas, sometimes we use a muscle of icy ice. We can talk about the yud ke vav ke, the kutzei shel yud. Sometimes we we talk about suras adam. We could talk about the face, and we relate uh, directions, right? Things on the, the 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 right versus the left. We talk about chasad mikvuras. We talk about these relationships within the context of things that we can relate to because it's the expression in our world of how those relationships are. However. Actually, it's not that the true, you know, eyes, the true ears, the true hand is what we have in this world. And therefore, when we use anthropomorphisms, we talk about Yad Hashem, we talk about certain emotions, then it's as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have a real hand, he has something like it. Chas v'shalom, it's, it's, it's actually the opposite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created that there should be a certain relationships in this world. The way that those certain vehicles for interacting with the Bria, etc., the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a system, then since the world is... The entire world is built on on the system of truths, the, the system of MS, the system of Tyra, the way that we have it. We, our perspective is within the realm of this world, and therefore, we, we don't have the kalim, we don't have the tools, we don't have the ears and the brains and the ideas to really understand things in a spiritual level, and therefore, the way that it, that it's presented to us is to understand the dynamic between how a Kaddish Baruch Hu relates to the world. Certain mishalim are certain mishalim are used. So we should never actually think the the true relationships happen at the higher levels, which would but and the the uh, the more 
let's say the gas crass base however you'd say it the the less abstracted form in a certain way the less true form of that relationship right the truest expression of a relationship is actually the formula the expression of that relationship is you know when certain things are happening and they are following the truth of that formula the the truest expression really is happening outside of uh, above the realm of this world and we can't relate to it so never think that that when we're using these ideas in mushal format, that there's anything that's like a beard or a face or anything like that going on in the higher world. Really, the, rather, the true dikna, the true yad, yad is, is upstairs, so to speak, and what we have is actually the, uh, the, the mushal for that. Now, it seems that the spring before, between Pesach and Shavuos, before this Torah was given, Rabbi Nachman related a certain vision he had of a circle, which we will talk about later. And he said that all, even though all of the lessons, all of the Torahs in Likut Maran explain this vision, which means obviously that this was something that goes really to the heart of, uh, of everything, this Torah is entirely devoted to explaining it. So, obviously, whatever we are going about to embark on is going to be an incredible journey. This lesson was dictated word for word by Rabbi Nachman, so it starts off, Lashon Rabbeinu is one of the Racha. We've we've discussed that. Uh, we've discussed that before, uh, and although it was given in Rosh Hashanah, at which point, by the way, it, it seems that uh, Rabbi Nachman addressed uh, Eretz Yisrael first. He uh, the, the idea of Eretz Yisrael that uh well quote Misha Rin from Haimaran, Misha Raitzalios Yehudi Dahainu Lelech Midarga Lidarga. Person wants to be a Yid, a Yehudi, he wants to go from level to level, E Efsher, Kiem Al Yidei, Eretz Yisrael. We've discussed Eretz Yisrael before, Tyra Zion in the beginning we had a discussion of Eretz Yisrael, other places as well. Uh, and he he goes on to talk about the centrality of Eretz Yisrael and how uh, a, a, a Yehudi, uh, how a Jew has to uh, be Meister Nefesh to get there. And then afterwards he went on to discuss the neshama, uh, the way that the Torah was ultimately recorded, he discusses the neshama first. Um, the Torah was ultimately transcribed by Rabbi Nassim a half a year later in Adar on the yard site of Rabbi Nachman's mother, Fega, and uh, we'll talk about that as well. Now, wh- one more, uh, one more, a little, a uh, few words by way, of, by way of introduction. I'm going to use, I've used before a bit one of Rabbi Avinoam Frankel's essays. He, he gives very, very useful mashalim in terms of discussing ideas. Uh, we've mentioned terms before, Nukudas, Sphiris, Partsufim, and... Uh, if a person's not familiar with these, even if a person maybe is familiar with these, some of these are very hard concepts. Uh, number one, to relate to. Number two, to keep straight. So I'm just going to mention a few words which will maybe give us a little bit of help so that we can go to the Torah and learn it in a meaningful way because uh, that's ultimately our objective, to be able to relate, learn and relate to the Torah in the most meaningful way possible. Um, and uh, I'm going to use a muscle. If it helps, it helps. And if not, uh, it doesn't. So the... the uh, the, the, the way that Ravinoam presents it, which I find very helpful, is he uses terms of data and information. When you have data, you have building blocks. Those building blocks are just uh, isolated points of data and seem unrelated, uh, but you're just sort of collecting them. So the, you can have these nakudas, these all these separate data points. At some point, you can take them and you can collect them into uh, into buckets, buckets of related ideas, but not necessarily relate to them in terms of the relationship between them, um, but really just in terms of each separate piece. The he in in uh, in kabbalistic language, the result of separation uh, of the, of the separation 
and isolation, so to speak, of Shvir Zakalim, which is a process that we're not going to talk about now, the idea that we live in a world where things seem so separate, that where things seem so disconnected that they don't necessarily seem to be expressing the greater truth on its own, this is uh, this is pre the process of tikkun and the idea of tikkun is to bring things back to uh, to unification to be able to connect them so that if you think about a lot of points of uh, a, a lot of pieces of ideas you can you can then connect them you can have a graph the graph will be a graphic visualization of how they relate to each other you can then look at it to take another step back and look at it in terms of trends right not just where all these things are but you look at it in terms of trends and then afterwards you can even have predictive models based on that and at each stage go more and more uh, understand what's going on around you in a more and more meaningful way to the point that as you go deeper the level beforehand will seem somewhat primitive compared to the level that you're at now. Now, the idea of partsuf literally means face. So if you think about the idea that, yes, a face is made of eyes and ears and a nose, but once you relate to a person's face, you no longer think in terms of uh, of, of the isolated pieces that you're, uh, that you're relating to. It becomes the interrelatedness. It becomes the relationship of those pieces that creates one unified picture. And I, I, don't, I don't say that I'm looking at, oh, I'm looking at six body parts. At this point, I'm looking at a face. Or for that matter, if you would put together a bunch of, of letters. The letters might have different pixels on the screen. When you put those pixels together, you have a, a letter. When you have the letter, the letter becomes a word. When you put the words together, it becomes a sentence. The sentence expresses an idea. It works its way into a story. And this dynamic is true on every level, right? Even the individual letters might have different pixels on the screen, and those pixels come together to form a letter, and the letter is meaningful. And at every level, things come together until all of a sudden you have one unified story. That story now translates into an emotion, idea, or maybe an instruction. Now it's giving you things to do. The partsufim are those relationships. So the, the 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 way that he uses it, he says that the nekudas are the isolated pieces of information. The spheres are sort of uh, once you're able to take the information collected. So the, sorry, the data. So you collect it. So so you have those points. And the partsufim ultimately are the expressions of those relationships. With the partsufim uh, splitting up into five main uh, five main relationships of partsufim with a with a hierarchy between. Them. The spheres that we generally use are Kesser, Chachman, Bina. Sometimes we say Chachman, Bina, and Das. Again, different discussions one time, so sometimes why we use Kesser versus Das. But the point is that there's Kesser, Chachman, Bina. Those will sometimes we'll call the uh, the 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 Meichen, or the, those are the, the three intellectual spheres. And then there's the the next seven, which will be Chesed, Gvur, Teferes, Netzachod, Yisod, and then Malchus. Now, the, uh, we'll use the muscle for a second, a, l- a little bit science, but again, all of the Bria expresses you know, certain realities. The, every, every single cell in the body has an entire DNA sequence, which would be the equivalent of a mixed-up collection of undeveloped spheres. So everything is there. These are the building blocks of creation. They don't necessarily all find expression, but it's all there. Which means that if you have the DNA cells within of an arm, even though it has the undeveloped, in other words, the, the, the same DNA as every other part of the body, the expression of the arm really becomes dominant, it becomes fully expressed in those cells that would form the arm, and this would be, let's say, the parts of the, uh, the, parts of the arm. 
when the arm is fully integrated into the rest of the body. So then at that point, the arm would become a, sub- a subparts of, so to speak, and it would become in the larger parts of, of the body. So you can see that the, the more that you go, everything comes together into higher levels of unification, of understanding the bigger picture. And looking backwards, everything is going to be, uh, going to, going to be a, sec- a separate part as you, break it, as you break it up. So the building blocks of all these things are going to be the spheris. And we're going to relate to the primary or the five the, the, the five basic parts of him, which have subparts also, uh, as we'll call them Arich, Arich Anpin, we'll call them Arich, Abba, Ima, Zer Anpin, and Nok or Nokva. And those, those are going to correspond, Arich is going to correspond to Kaser, uh, Abba is going to correspond to Chachma, Bina will correspond to Bina. Zer Anpin is going to correspond to Chagas Nahi, Chesed Gvort Feres Netzachod Yisod. And Nok will be Malchus. That's, for, for, our, for our purposes, uh, this follows this, this higher structure, for, for our purposes, that's all we need to know for now. So Lushin Rabbeinu is one of the Vracha. Pirkat Lisa, the third parak of Sifrin Nitzniusa, which we explained in one of the earlier shiurim, the section of Zayar from Parshas Truma. Uh, oh, one one other point. So in in Arich, there are thirteen different we'll call them spiritual points of uh, of reference. They're going to call the be called the Yud Gimel Tikune Hazakan. The thirteen Tikun, the thirteen points of the beard. These reflect themselves again. The whole Bria is uh, is ultimately different expressions of certain core realities in the Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim that uh, that appear in the Chumash in Moshe Rabbeinu's Tefillah after the Cheda Egel. The Yirgam Midas Rachmim, Hashem Hashem, Kel Rachim, Vachan, and Erechapayim, Rav Chesed, Vemes, Nitzer Chesed, Lua Lofim, Nosei Ovn, Vesh, Vachatov, and Ake, different Rishon, and break these up in, in, uh, in, in different ways. The Yud Gimel Tikunim translate into, given over to the parts of, of Zeranpin. So there's Arach and Za. Arach is the higher level parts of, and Zeranpin is the lower level parts of. And only nine of these Tikunim find expression are given over to Zeranpin. From these nine tikkunim, this is again, this is hard, but we're we're going to take a step away and uh, and hopefully make it as practical as possible. From these nine tikkunim, these are marumas in the nine midas rachmim that were mentioned in Moshe's tefillah after the chet hamaraglim. Hashem erach apayim v'rav chesed nosi avayin v'feshav v'nake lo yinake poiket avas albanim al shileishim v'aribeim. These nine tikkunim are going to be discussed in the Torah. So that's where we're coming from. These Tisha Tikunin Yakirinis Masrin Ledikna. These nine Tikunim, these nine precious Tikunim were given over to the Dikna, to the beard, so to speak. It's going to relate to like nine points of the face. That's the relationship that we're going to be that we're going to be dealing with. Kol Made Tamar is Galyan, everything that's more hidden and not revealed, Ilah Vyakara Ishtakach, it's found that it's Ilah, that it's very lofty, Vyakara and precious, Vahu Ginzaya Yakira, and this, this the, the beard, is incredibly, incredibly hidden and incredibly precious. What do we mean like that? by, by that? 
other Avarim are mentioned in the Torah, Enei Hashem, Oznei Hashem, so to speak, and those represent certain Anagas of Hashem. This idea of the beard does not even find expression, not even in anthropomorphisms, even in Shira Shirim, it mentions Lechayav, it mentions the cheeks, it doesn't mention the Dikna, it doesn't mention the beard. So whatever we're going to be talking now is incredibly lofty, these Hanhagas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How and how? What? Well, let's explain them. What are the nine points? Aleph, the first one. Nimen al nimen, hairs that rest on hairs. Mikame pischei deudnen that are in front of the uh, that that are in front of the ears. Ad reshe de puma that go down from on the beard. So uh, from. Uh, like overlapping hairs that go towards the, 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 the top of the mouth. Okay, this is going to be called Erech. We're going to relate to it. Number two, Meresha Hai Leresha Achara. The second one, which will we'll relate to a Payim. These are going to be the, the hair on the lips that goes from one end of the mouth until the other end of the mouth, both above and below. Actually, the third one, The third one is below, uh, below the two nukbin, the two nostrils. Archamalia is a path. The lowest chaza, which is it doesn't uh, it doesn't show out. That will relate to Rav Chesed. This is between the nostrils above the lip. There's a little dip over there. The fourth, Elion. The sides, the sides of the face, on both sides of the face, the the cheeks. This is going to be referred to as no se avon. The fifth one, bahoy is chazion tapuchin sumkin kvarda. The fifth one is going to be the showing part of the cheeks that's not covered. That's not covered with hair. This is going to relate to vafesha, uh, and it's revealed. It's not. It's not covered up with any hair. Uh, it is like uh, red, like a rose. Number six, bechad chuta. It's going to get a little bit more meaty after this, at least as far I mean, as far as what we can understand. This is, but we're reading the words. Number six, bechad chuta talion ukmen takifin adchadvoi. In one strand, there are tough black hairs. This is going to relate to vinake. Meaning all of the all of the hairs after that point in the beard are sort of uh, come together. This is going to be talk about the upper the upper part of the revealed part of the thickness of the beard, which is going towards the chest. The seventh one, the seventh one is going to be sifvan sumke kevardon ispanun, the lips. Which are red like a rose and free of hair. This will be will is loyinake. Some other girsos have poiked. The eighth ziirin nachsin begrina umechaf kadala. The small hairs that are resting on the throat. This relates to poiked. Other nitzchos have this as alshileshim. That the small hairs that are going down from the part of the throat, covering up the throat. That's against the back of the neck. The ninth is Ravravin Uzairin Nosin Bishikula. The long and the short hairs, Ravravin is long, Uzairin is short, hairs which end together. This is Al Shilashim, others say it's Al Ribayim, others say Al Ribayim. And these are the uh, the ones, the, the lower part 
of the beer that go towards the guf, and these nine tikkunim, it comes out that the parts of Zer Anpin is very strong. And again, later on, we're going to have to explain how through these nine tikkunim one is Zoha to come to Eretz Yisrael. Now at the end of the Torah, it's going to explain that through the six, the six out of the nine, the 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 first six out of the nine tikkunim, uh, the the zaken yoshev b'yeshiva is able to bring, is able to to draw down Torah and through the Torah b'zeicha to Eretz Yisrael, and he will need this the third three tikkunim in order to enter into Eretz Yisrael. But the first thing that we're going to talk about is how Torah is drawn to those who learn, to those who explain Torah, without necessarily relating uh, to these to these nine tikkunim, that we're going to relate to it through a through the uh, the conduit, in a certain way, of a, of a neshama, of a special neshama in every generation. And it's after the, lo- losing access to that neshama, the, the, the person passes on, whatever, we'll see, that that's where these nine tikkunim are necessary. So, if we're still together, now we can dive in. Da, you should know. Sheyesh neshama biyaylam. There is a neshama in the world. Shal yadon is galah beurei beurei upeirushei atayra. In every generation, there is a neshama in the world where t- the the explanations, the understanding of Taira is nizgala. It becomes revealed through this neshama. We're not talking about who the neshama is. We've discussed in the past the idea of the tzaddik hadar, the Moshe mashiach. That every generation has a person who plays this role. So in every single generation, this neshama is. Uh, I don't say housed, but in other words, is 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 by one is by one individual. Our uh, Chaim Cameron points out that when the soul passes on, the soul, the neshama, goes on to reside in the next person who undertakes to draw the explanations, as Rabbi Nachman will explain. Although on the other hand, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to understand the dynamic of all these moving pieces. While that neshama goes on, it's not just that uh, that uh, everything is preserved. We're gonna see that there are certain explanations, certain things that are drawn down by this neshama when that neshama passes on. Or Lost. So, okay. This neshama is burdened with yisurin. Some some people might be familiar with Yeshayahu, uh, Yeshayahu Paragimel, right? Isaiah fifty three. says Nivza v'chadal ishim. He was, he was despised, shunned by men. Ishmach oivais v'yedu achayli, a man of suffering, familiar with disease. Uch master ponim imenu nivzev aleichashavnu. As one who hid his face from us, he was despised. We held him of no account. Achein chalienu hu nasa umachayvenu svalam. He was being soivel our our uh, sickness, our our, our pains. V'nachnu chishavnu nagua mukelukimu muuna. Okay, and he was uh, he was, he was uh, carrying this from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now the Gemara in Sanhedrin Daf Tzadiches says that this is the Indian of Mashiach, and coming from a Zayar, where I'm going to uh, I'm going to read from the Hebrew from the Hebrew Targum of the Zayar, he says began Eden There's a certain Heichal, a certain chamber, whatever it means, called the Heichal Shechaylim, the Heichal, the chamber of of uh, of uh, of sick people. And he takes upon himself these uh, these illnesses of from the rest of Klal Would he not take these things on upon upon himself? 
then there would not be a person that could be soivel, the suffering of Klai Yisrael, because of the punishments of the Torah. This is what it means that he carries our sins. Achein chayenu nasa. K'mokein Rabbi Lazar ba'aretz. Mishum she'ein chayi. Mishum she'ein chayj ben la'isim Yisrael shalom na'aladim b'chol yom alan she'tara v'kulam yardu la'ilam b'shashinet na'tara. So what happens is, is when the Torah was given, became a tzivah vayisa. This is the way I'm understanding it. I, I hope that it's right. The, the, when when the, when Torah came to the world, so at this point there was we we transitioned into a system of obligation, of accountability, of tremendous reward, tremendous being able to plug in. Now we can relate to the mitzvahs as mitzvah vayisa, and we can fulfill rutz and Hashem. But together with with uh, with privilege comes responsibility and accountability. And now for those who were are not. Uh, up to where they need to be, then there are going to be certain consequences, we call them punishments, but certain spiritual consequences of the world of not upholding our part of of, uh, of upholding the Torah. Now, we, we, have to, you know, we have to be able to get through the day. Ultimately, the Torah was known, and we have to be able to have a vodah. We, if, we, if we were having to answer, to bear the, the consequences of, of where we're holding, so then it would be, a, you know, the buck would stop there. So he says that we we relate to every single person as an individual in a micro way. We relate to Klal Yisrael also in a macro way. We've discussed this across the tires. The, the there's an individual who, uh, for the point of view of Klal Yisrael, we know that every every fast day it's a Gemarantinus that if the Rishon were not uh, is at every fast, then there's something missing from the Klal. Right, we discussed earlier, so that makes sense why the Rasham needed Tzadikim, why the Tzadikim needed the Rasham, because Klal Yisrael is a certain Shlemus. In order to offset the, not just the punishment, why should one person suffer on behalf of the others, but there's a system, I can't tell you I understand it, why some of this suffering, some of these spiritual consequences are offset, they need an outlet, there's some place for it to go. So that the so that no other individual would in a direct way have to bear the, the consequence in an immediate way of their sins. Otherwise, nobody would be able to uh, to make it to the next day. When we had access to Eretz Yisrael and we had access to Avoda and Karbanis, Hayum Salkinis Kolos and Machos Visurim and Olam. So at that point, the outlet, the 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 ability to get a kapara to clean to wipe clean, right? Would be through the avod nekabanas. So the the state that we're in requires that there should be a individual who is able to offset the uh, the consequences of of what uh, we're talking about. I, I mean, the Gemara, this come over Zayir, the, the, I think we say that by the Asara Ruge Malchus, right? It says that they heard Me'achor Parga that they had to suffer, otherwise we're still living from the uh, from the Asara Ruge Malchus. There were, there were certain consequences that needed to be offset, and there were certain individuals chosen to bear the, the, uh, the, the consequences of this. So back in the Torah, Says so. There's this neshama, and this neshama is misubelas bi yisurim. It's burdened with yisurim. This, by the way, is uh, Ravatia points out over here in, in his sefer that this is darka shel taira. In, in other words, the, uh, the the it says the mission of his mentions kahu darka shel taira pas b'melach toichel, and the Gemara goes on to say ashri boy lamazeh and 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 also. Also, Asher Elam Haba, the person that's living seemingly in a suffering way, you know, part of part of the idea also is suffering 
is essentially where, if you think about it, where a certain bar is not met. Now, there's certain bars that, you know, if a person doesn't have his most basic necessities or, you know, a certain pain threshold, but so, you know, that becomes suffering. If a person is at the level where his necessities are other people's luxuries and he he doesn't have his or her necessity met at that level, then that will become suffering. In a certain way, you could say that the easiest way is why Ashri Baalim says, a person who lowers the bar, he, he it's, a person who has no bar that demands physical comfort, so then he has the least amount amount of uh, physical needs, which means that his neshama, his spiritual needs are more easy to be met. In other words, a person either needs to be, needs to be focused on their physical needs, which are this worldly, or they this way they're free from the uh, shackles, be poetic, they're free from the shackles of needing to meet their, their, their physical needs, and therefore they're able to engage in, in, in higher pursuits. They're not going to be held back by having to be steeped in and relating to things in a physical way. So in a certain way, in a certain way, it is freeing. But over here it says that this person's misubelis be surin. So in, in a way it's freeing, but in a way, objectively speaking, there's some some degree of physical suffering when you take this to the nth degree. Pasmel Taichal Maima Masura Tishta Kikah Darka Shel I realize I think we're going a little bit slower than usual, but this is this is very very heavy stuff. So the the and again the the uh, not, nothing is really coming from me. I'm using whatever tools that I have at my, at my disposal uh, to try to understand. So the the reason for for the, that these yisurim are able kachidarka shaltaira the, the the reason that this is able to access that this neshama is going to ultimately be able to access the perushim the biurim of taira is because ambiguity, because suffolk, brings a tremendous amount of, of, of pain, right? I think there's a saying, I don't remember where it's rooted in, Simcha Katara when, when, when there's when there's ambiguity, there's unclarity, we don't know how things work out, things don't seem logically al- aligned, that's, uh, that, that there's a certain bitterness to that. Coming off of Tikkun Ezayar, that the Rav brings, the Pasuk says, Vayavayum Arasa, he comes off, he says, It's talking by Mitzrayim, So it says that there's a voda kasha, is, is a kal v'choymer, that the, the, uh, until a person is able to create essentially a logical structure, a path, understand how the ideas of Torah fit together, that's choymer b'veinim. There's a certain amount of, of suffering to that. When a person is able to work this out, so then that relieves... That relieves this uh, this tsar, but there's there's a certain there's a, to be able to access that we're saying it requires a certain amount of of uh, bitterness and soivel suffering. In other words, the more that the physical needs recede into recede into the background, the more access a person is going to have to this spiritually. And all of the mafarshe taira are ultimately going to receive from this neshama. You know the the uh, I uh, I'll just quote something I don't remember if I've if I've mentioned before but it's something I remember hearing from Rav Yitzchak Berkowitz uh, Shlita I heard on a recording not from him directly that uh, it says that there was a tremendous tragedy when Teresh Shabal Peh got written down and it's hard to understand what the if it's, if it's being given over what's the what's the tragedy of the way of of, of the fact that uh, that Teresh Shabal Peh was was ultimately written down this is the way that I understood it. Teresh Shabal Peh is essentially 
the the idea that principles of halacha, principles of reality of MS, are given over in martial form. You look at the way that the Mishnayas is structured, it's in case form, you know, etc. And it's given over in a way that's most easily understood and integrated and incorporated by the subject, by the by the Talmud, by the one who's giving over, which means that no two examples might be alike. So the example that sometimes I think about is what's Bishel? Bishel is a uh, cooking or baking, fia in the Tyra. It's when you take something and you change the form of that substance through heat. Okay, so we have a parak in Mishnah. That parak might be called kira. It's a model. It's it's discussing it in terms of the ovens that were that that were there in the time of uh, in the time of Chazal. Now, if we wanted to preserve in the most accurate way that principle of Tyra, when we how would we give it over? Now we would probably give it over. I think I'm suggesting in contemporary terms. We would talk about a a whirlpool oven or whatever it is that you have, and that would be much clearer if you look. In the entire Mesech this Kalim. You, you, and you, you try to go maybe for a yard site, you took on Kalim one time, when you, and you look, or Alas. How many of the notes, whether it's in the art scroll or any other Mishnayas, are literally just try, trying to figure out the Metzias of what it is that you're talking about, and then go, work backwards and understand the legal principle, and then there's a Machlokas, what the Kaili looked like, and then there's a Machlokas, therefore, about what the principle it's talking about, and then it, it comes out that there's a difference in Halacha. If you think about it, the whole point why instead of just having Kitzur Shulchan Aruch and telling us, you know, what the laws were that it was presented like this, was because it was being given over in the clearest possible way. When when it had to get written down, what we were doing is we were, in a certain sense, freezing a snapshot in time, whereby right then, this was the form that the that the Torah Shabal Pat took on, and now, the Tzura of learning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Koridoros Merosh, it's not B'dyeved, we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, advantages, advantages, we're not talking about Yerida Sederis, that's a separate separate conversation. Baruch Hashem, we're exactly where we need to be to achieve the tikkunim and all of the accomplishments that we need for us and for the world. However, the form of the way that the Tzura of our limit of Torah Shabal Peh became fundamentally different at this point. Working through working through Torah Shabal Peh now uh, is certainly certainly now, certainly in that post uh, you know, going to the Tam the, the, the Mishnayis, and as you went to the Talmudic era, and then going forward, it's very, very hard work to be able to to, to be able to achieve clarity from from working through Torah Shabal Peh requires a tremendous amount of investment and it requires somebody who again the more that the gashmias the more that the physicality the less the more, the more that the needs the, the 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 less necessities a person has the freer they are to achieve clarity to the point that we've said in the gemara there's a certain refrain mali Svarahu, why do i need a pasuk it's a svara if a person could literally tap into the clarity the godliness the chelikulukamimal of their neshama so then they, they could tap directly they could tap directly into the ms so once you have a neshama in a kloliistic way that's able to connect to these principles of truths in the world, that then that will open up the channel to all of the mafarshe Torah that are able to be makabel from this neshama, and even the way that it lays it out over here, that Moshe Rabbeinu was Torah Shabbat Sav, Teferes, Moshe Rabbeinu was the Lechem, was the Mon, and the, these Biure Torah, the Torah Shabal Peh, the Malchus is represented by Miriam, by the Be'er of Miriam, the certain source of the Baal Shem Tev, I think, and the Be'er of Miriam, the explanations, the access to Torah Shabal Sav, the, 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 the 
to to through Torah Shabbat was was represented by this neshama, this Miriam. And uh, over here, we're going to see that when once Miriam was uh, was nostalgic, she was removed. Even Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to pull forward again. I, I I'm reading from over here the note sixteen in page seven sixty one of Ratia's version. I, I I can't speak to myself that even Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to 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 draw, to draw down the biure taira. Uh, and therefore, we're going to go into the whole idea with uh, with with the with the, with the rock and splitting the rock and being able to access the water. We're we're, we're going to go into all these things. This neshama Torah is fire. We saw in Torah Bays, Shemayim Eishu Mayim, right? The, that a person wants to the, the 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 a person wants to be able to. Uh, access the Tyra, you need the Kalim. If you put something that's too hot, it'll burn it into a in, into a cup that can't handle it. It'll burn right through it. The, the, in order to be a, to be able to access, you know, sometimes you have a transformer for energy to go from the main plant into all the individual wires. You need something that's going to be able to integrate it and then translate it into other terms so that everybody else has access to that energy. The in order to be able to the, the there's Asian Mayim. In order to be able to relate to Tyra in, in this this aspect of Aish, that means that this Neshama called Varek Agachli Aish needs this Bechina of Aish. Now I see that the text is saying Lishov Meimea Tyra to draw from the waters of Tyra. And you know, I was talking about because of the Be'er of Miriam. Uh, you know, presumably yeah, we're going to put that on the back burner for now, and hopefully we'll achieve clarity. I can't tell you that I have it. The, w- the one thing I can tell you is in the notes it seems to be referring to the Tyra. Uh, it says hello called Vari Keish No Mashem. Halacha talks about I think by Takanas Ezra it says that the Torah is like Eish. It's not Makabel Tuma. So we seem to be talking about the 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 since the Tyra has this element of fire. So then the only one who can be Makabel is going to be somebody who also their words. Their words are kagachle eish ki yeah bebechinas halo kodvari keish. So we seem to be we seem to be talking coming off of a pasuk relating to the divrei Torah as eish ukeshana shama zayis mefelas. Now what happens? This could happen in one of two ways. Either it could happen because the neshama itself is yoyred somehow from its milas kedula of dibur kagach or it's time, it seems, for the neshama to be removed from the world. And therefore, before this happens, so then also the neshama comes off of its madrega, and so to speak, it cools off. Using the analogy of eish, it cools off. So when this neshama is naifal mibachinus halo kodvari keish, ve'ein varea kagach and it's no longer holding in this level, so which means that it's no longer going to be able to achieve the connection to be able to draw down this tyra. Udvaren, it's tanin and it cools off. Azai nistalekes, at that point, it is removed. Uchashen nistalekes, when this nisham is removed, azai nistalek biurei atara anamshachas al yada, so now the connection is lost. Now you can say, well, every generation has this. Okay, so it could be, again, we're, we're, we're working through this together. It could be that each each generation has an neshama that's capable of this, but it doesn't mean that that the that when you pay, when, when when the baton is passed, that all of this kocha specific to the neshama that way it was related to you know in that other in, in the, the particular individual. Um, I don't know that it's the same neshama, but again we're, we're we're working through this together and we'll achieve clarity. So please don't hold me to it if there, if we see something later in the Torah 
together if I said anything wrong. Doing my best. So he says, So now, everything, instead of thinking about it like a battery, I'm an shama, I own these Biurei Torah, think about it as, uh, as the Tzaddik is the one who has the best ability to make this connection, to plug it in to the Torah, to plug into the wall. Once it's unplugged, so now the flow is broken, and all of that, uh, the Torah is infinite. When we have, it's very hard to understand because we think, oh, we're learning about cows, it's something, of course I can understand it. No, it's all a mashal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a mitzamtzeim, the Torah, so that we understand principles, of the infinite principles, in terms that we can understand, but ultimately we're plugging into something that's much greater beyond us. Once this neshama is put, is, is nostalgic, is removed, so then not only the neshama is no longer, is no longer uh, there, but Everybody else that was able to achieve certain understandings through having access to this neshama, also it's removed. And now everybody suffers. Even the other mafarshe Torah are going to lose. Are going to lose access to this. You could say the words, but you're not going to understand it. I guess for us, this ayer merival tzadikim, a machloikes in Aramaic is a plugta, the the pelagelokim malay mayim. We'll see this later in Torah Samach Aleph. When there's a lack of clarity, when there's a lack of psak, we actually we actually talked about earlier. Let me just see if I can find it incredibly quickly. In Tyra Ches, in Tyra Ches, in Ois Vav, we, we we discussed the idea of making birurim. Say, I'm just going to read just the words. It says lahafresh lahavdul levatel harame atov to be able to come to be room to separate out the toiv and the ra who are the tyrant fila, and what's what 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 are we talking by tyra over here? Lima tyra is to be lalon laimka shel halacha to go into the depths of halacha. Hainu lilmaid paiskim. Why? Because Yesh Paterachis is Taivara, Shena Echazen, Vichinas, Isser Vahetter, Tame Vitara, Kasher Apostle, Shesh Patera. Kolzman Sheinu Mavara, Lacha, Huma Erev Taivara. So he goes on to explain that how how are we able to be mavatal Taivan Ra, even the way that it finds itself into Taira, that comes through through ambiguity, through machlekes, through a lack of clarification. When one is able to achieve clarity with Psak, so then that's able at the level of Taira to be Mavar Psak, to be Mavar the Isravaheter, to be Mafresh Taivan Ra. And we discussed it over there in the other discussion. What's happening over here is the reverse of that process, unfortunately. There was a certain clarity, and now when that clarity is taken away, so now it introduces ambiguity, the result of that is going to be Meriva with Tzadikim. Why? Because Iker Machleike Sheba'olam Nasalide Estalkus Be'yure Taira. The Iker Machleikes in the world is where, you know, ultimately, this is a little bit, I guess, of an editorial, but people have many systems of values. Why, at, at its core, if you would have competing systems of values that each work within their own universe, is one better than the other? So, you you know, the easiest thing to say is, well, one doesn't work, or one doesn't account for exceptions. But in principle, if theoretically you had a self-contained system, the, the Goyim have a, one of the Shiva Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach is to have Din, is to set up Batei Dinim. That's not the same as Mishpatim, even if there are certain places where secular law and Torah law do seem to overlap, let's say, in certain terms of civil and monetary things. Mishpatim Ba'yidom. There is actually a system 
Now, our uh, because the system that's built on Tyra is the system that's an expression of the MS. It's not just the idea that a person has to have some sort of a civil system so that you know it doesn't disrupt into chaos. The idea of biure Tyra is the idea of a clarification of principles of MS, the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu relates to the world, and the way that our society reflects that. Uh, like we said, like we said earlier, that in this world we are we are living in a way that reflects these principles of MS. When when we lose access to understanding Psaq Halacha, then that's confused, and that really is the start of Machlekes in the world. So uh, wh- what terms are you living on? Ki Abeir, who teretz al kushis and marivas. The explanation of Torah is what answers up kashis, and it an- answers up fights, and therefore drawing down, giving access to these principles of the world, in, in the world creates clarity, it cr- and, and, and it creates uh, an understanding in the Torah, but it takes away, it takes away fighting. And when... And when those who are the most directly responsible for drawing these principles of MS into the world, the Tamidei Chacham, the Tzadikim, at their level, we're not talking about the Tzadik Adar, at their level, they start to cascade down and have exponential effects. When they lose access to these principles of clarity, so now, at each level, that's going to cause, it causes machloikas uh, among them, uh, potentially, you know, at least at the halachic level, it causes machloikas in the world that loses access to this. And the truth is, is that those looking back up at the tzaddikim, who, in a certain sense, are the ones who are representing these principles of truth, it, it could be that it causes is this error, uh, this error, meriva al tzaddikim, uh, as well. People are going to challenge the tzaddikim. This is the idea in Bamidbar. Uh, it says midbar tzin. It's bechinas dibur mitzunan, a cooled off word, meaning that the neshama that through through this neshama there was a revelation of the of the explanations, the understanding of Taira. It this neshama was cooled off. It fell off of uh, the level of dibur kegach leish, uh, and therefore once this neshama was removed, shesham mesa Miriam. This is where Miriam uh, died. Bechinas haneshama hasoyvelas merirus. This idea that we're talking about, this neshama which is soyvel merirus bitterness. The uh, again pas pas bemelach toichel. Uh, right, this bechina of living with marirs, of having access, of being able to be soivel, uh, to facilitate that the rest of the generation should be able to uh, to, to be sustained. So when this uh, again, And once, uh, once Miriam died, the, the Be'er was taken away. Again, like the Be'er Miriam, the access to uh, to the explanation to the Hasaga Satira through Torah Shabal Peh, which is represented by this water, represented by this Be'er of Miriam. This is what we're talking about, what was taken away, the explanations, uh, the explanations of Tyra. The the Rav Chaim Kramer brings in the note. He's coming off of Rashi in Bamidbar that the that in the, in the desert the Jews were accompanied by a boulder from which they were able to draw water. When they moved camp, the boulder would roll along with them. When they stopped, each tribal leader would draw a line with his staff from the boulder to the tribe's encampment. This line in the ground served as the channel through which the water flowed to each tribe. So we literally see this be'er, this be'er being the source through which the water, through which the Torah, and the way that we're understanding it, was able to be channeled through to everybody else. 
This Be'er was uh, Be'er Miriam. It was in Miriam's merit. When she passed away, the boulder dried up, coming off of Gemara and Tainus. And uh, we, we see that the tribal leaders, in the context of our lesson, denote those who teach Torah to the people. Each one of them is drawing their lesson, ultimately, from the Be'er. When the Be'er dried up, so then uh, so then ultimately, this is going to lead to uh, to, to quarrel. They, all of a sudden, they're demanding water to drink. Who are they demanding from? Not from the air, from, from their leaders. And the leaders now no longer have access to something. Thing, and this is what what causes or what causes fighting. Hainu bechinas biure tefila. Sorry, biure taira. Then the next pasuk after the well dries up, they're fighting with Maisha. Once there was no water, which is uh, which is a reference to the Biure Taira, uh, which is really the answers to the Kashas and the the Shilas and Chuvis, right? In other words, the back and forth. Once there was no there was no Terutzim anymore for this, so then they lost access to these Birurim to the Psak Halacha. There was ambiguity, and ultimately it caused challenges to the Tzaddik. And that's why the Mefarshe Taira are called Mayrim. Mayrim literally means uh, teachers. Over here, uh, uh, Maish Rabbeinu says, Shimu Naha Mayrim. He's addressing, he's addressing those people who are uh, at this point complaining. Because these Mayrim, though, these teachers were receiving through the Neshama, which was Miriam, which is, we said, which is Lashon of Mariris, which is Lashon of Bitter, which is why this special Neshama, Miriam, had access to Be'er, uh, to Be'er, to the, to the Be'er of Miriam, to the explanation of Tyra Ga, uh, so that okay, so that that's one reason why why these why uh, Mefarshe Torah are called Myrim. Okay, again we're using the same language. Myrim, Myra, Tyra, Myra is a teacher, but it's also because they the, these Myrim are getting their kayach of being Mefarshe Torah to be able to give it from Miriam from this neshama of Mariris of bitter gam. And another reason, hey Myrim Amorayim, is because the is the Mefarshe Tyra are end up teaching their Rebbeim, Kamaimar, it says in Marantinus from Rabbi Hanina, that I learned a lot from my Rebbeim, I learned more from my Chaverim, and the most from my Tamidim. That's why Mayrim is a reference to, Mayrim is a reference to the Mefarshe Taira. So that in, in this context, Maestro Rabbeinu says Shimuna Amorim. He calls the people Myrim. Why? Because they're rebelling against the Kaddish Baruch Hu and him after not receiving from the Be'er, from the well, from the the explanations. It's interesting, by the way. Rav Chaim Kramer points out. He says a student can either be called wise for learning from all his teachers, or he can be called a fool for demanding an immediate answer instead of waiting, waiting patiently. Uh, you know, different different courses of behavior are demanded in uh, in different times. Over here, Shimu Nahamayrim, Maish Rabbeinu, is addressing them as being rebellious. So in, in one hand, yeah, we're talking about the idea of Mayra and Mariris and the Neshama that's able to access. But on the other hand, these people who really have the potential, by the way, to uh, to make their teachers wise. The students have the potential to make their teachers wise, but also when they are in a position of not understanding their role in this process, and all of a sudden uh, their their teachers are not in a position to immediately uh, to immediately give the answer, uh, they become they become rebellious we saw actually in uh just to mention it for a second we saw in tyra uh in tyra vav a lushan of Qatar, uh, uh, we were talking about Keser and Akia uh, being a Bechina of Tshuva 
And the lashon that we said over there is v'zeh bechinas keser ki keser lashon hamtana keser's lashon of patience bechinas tshuva balatar misayin oza balat higher misayin lo mashal leechad shabalat kinman aparsimon. And what do we say hamten that that sometimes a person wants to come they want to do tshuva they want to do it on their own terms they want to do it quickly they want to skip steps and there are times when to go down the appropriate path a person has to have patience they have to know when to step forward and when to uh, when to step back. Now I mentioned that along the way we're going to see certain certain very interesting factual uh you know factual circumstances that uh in in the, in the context of this Torah uh, so this Torah again ultimately was transcribed. We said on the yard side of Rabbeinu's mother Fega. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna give some of what Rabbi Atiyah puts at this point into his volume from Chaim Aran. He says that there's an incredible kesher between this Torah and between the Petira of Rabbeinu's daughter Fega. Was Nifter the year the, the year before going into the Rosh Hashanah when this Torah was said? She unfortunately died young. So the the uh, with, with with tremendous amount of Yisurim. So we see the connection between this neshama that was removed for that was Saival Yisurim and Bemaris, and then that there was Biurei Torah that were taken away. And it mentions over here also that when Rabbeinu was giving over the Torah of Tishi Tikunim from his notes, so the, the first page, he, he took out the notes to give over. However, the first page was started in the middle of a page, and he didn't want to rip out the page with the beginning of the note, so he told it over word for word. Uh, and through this, his face was shining when he was giving over when he was giving over the Torah. And afterwards, he told us that that night was uh, was the yard side of his mother, which was Yud Tesadar. And he forgot to light a. Uh, he he didn't. He says And while he was a when he was writing this Torah, his mother came to him from the Eilam Elyon and reminded him about the yard site. And afterwards, he learned Mishnayis and he lit a candle. And ultimately, he he got together Minyanim so that he could say Kaddish. And uh, and that this Torah. This Torah again coming from uh, coming off Chaim Aran uh, that th- that this Torah it seems was was uh, related to the fact that his daughter Fega, who was named after after Rabbeinu's mother Fega, was taken from the world, and that was the Stalchus Neshama that from Yemen and Nimshach Biurei Taira, and and through this he says Now that's why when we were talking about this Torah, Rabbeinu's mother, uh, who was a tremendous tzaddik. That she was, she she came to to Rabbeinu in a uh, in a dream in a vision, but she she came to tell him, and uh, and he goes on to discuss some of the milas of uh, of Rabbi Nachman's mother to the point that in Siel Sarfei Kodesh it says first of all that many of the Gedolim at the time considered her Achas Menanavias and Abal Ruach Kodesh, and Siel Siel Sarfei Kodesh Chelik Aleph Ois Tafyud Gimel it brings Rabbeinu Zechron of the Vrach in his. So that's a little uh, little nugget for us. That, that that's incredibly interesting. Bottom line. 
Bottom line, let's try to see if we can squeeze in one more one more paragraph that we've been a little bit uh, slower. Now that we explain how Birei Torah are nimshach through the neshama that's makabel yisurim, now we're going to explain how we are able to be mamshach Birei Torah after this neshama leaves us after it's nistalik. Umisha writes alhamshach Birei Torah, a person that wants to be mamshach to draw down the Torah after this neshama that has tarak gachle eish that's a, that, that that's with mariras that. That has access to the Torah. A person has to draw down for himself words. He has to learn with Chamimus, with Hislavus. So we're not going to start quoting other Torahs. I think even in the first Torah already, others we mentioned learning Torah B'Koyach. Uh, over here, he mentions from Likute Alachas that before a person learns Saruch Lishboch, Libo Kamayim Lefan of Yizbarach, we mentioned uh, the, the the idea of pouring Tefillah out of a person, like, like, Wa'ad Yamshich Mileva Elyon Diburim Chamim Kagach Le'esh, Ve'alideikein Yamshich Biyore Torah Gam Kemisham. So we discussed this idea of this mile of Tefillah, not just in terms of standardized Tefillah, but in terms of a person pouring out from their heart, and we're going to see that there's a correspondence. When a person learns with chamimus, when a person is able to open up their heart, they're able to daven uh, like lishbaich libay kamayim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then this is going to give them access, because again, it's all it's all us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah is there, it's like fire. The question is, is what we need in order to access it. If we have this transformer, this electronic transformer, in order to be able to be in the middle and to receive the Torah and then give it to us, then one what happens when that's not there? We have to put ourselves in a position where we can where we can receive and connect. And the way that we have to do that is we have to learn Bahamimus. We have to create this fire within us and therefore and therefore, we'll be able to learn the Torah. Vadibor, which is Kigachleish, Nimshach Milev Elyon, which we're going to have to explain that this Lev Elyon is the is the Shechina. What's the access point? What's the in, the interface between where we are able to interact with the Yisrovah? So we have the Kalim Where is it that we interact, so to speak, with Kodshabrichu Shechinte? Right? Where where is it that we are able to? Where is it that we are able to approach? The Leve Elyon, which we're going to, which we're going to identify as the Shechina, in order to be able to receive this Taira, Bechinas Tzur Levavi Tzur, we're going to say is a Kinoi for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's a Bechina of Leve. It's a Bechina. It's a Bechina of Leve Elyon. And uh, just the the Rav Chaim Kramer points out that the lave is often associated with bina, but uh, but but that also relates to uh, the shechina, which is relates to malchus that that he he brings from other places that often be, uh, that that bina is the upper shechina and malchus is the lower shechina. Over here we're talking about sur levavi the rock. We just talked about the rock of uh, that, that we have to split to get to bear Miriam. So again, we have these concepts. We have not yet put them back together. But what we're trying to understand over here is once this. Zadik, once this neshama we, we no longer it no longer is in a position to be providing us access to the Torah. So then, how do we then create this chamimus in order to relate to be able to receive the Torah? And what we do is we or we we create this 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 ash within us in order to be able to receive the Torah through Lev Elyon, which we're saying is the Shechina. Okay, Tzor uh, Levavi. That's also drawing down through Bina. These are kabbalistic terms, but uh, we're going to have to see how we can make this meaningful to us. You know, what what what, what actionable steps do we have, and how do we understand? At least, do you, uh, how, how do we understand? And therefore, he says, What we do is we have to up our game. 
When we're zeicha to be able to rely on somebody to repackage, uh, to, to, to be able to receive the Torah and then give it to us from there, that's one idea. But where we don't have access, where we don't have access to the tzaddik, we have to create this enthusiasm, this kayach to be lishbech sichay b'tfilafnei Hashem is barach vayde tfilasay nichmaru rachme Hashem is barach through our tfila, then we're able to stir, as it were, the rachmim of Hashem. V'niftach leiv elyon, the leiv elyon will open up. As as it were, ki ikra rachmim hu believe because rachmim for for if we're stirring the rachmim of Hashem, this rachmim is in the is in the lave kiviyachol v'nishba mi lave elyon and the shefa will come down from a kaddish baruch hu diburim. So I'm not sure what he, what he means that nishba milev elyon diburim. Either either in one sense you could say when as a person has his baited us he doesn't even know the words to say. Then our kaddish baruch who gives him the words to say Hashem's fasai tiftach fiaget hilasecha. He gives us the words to be able to connect. Or it, it could be what he means over here. We said that a person needs the burim kagach leish in order to relate to the Torah. When a person is able to stir his cheshek, again, a lot of this Torah is written to people that are so much beyond us. But on our own level, the more that a person is able to stir his cheshek, to pour out his heart, to increase his enthusiasm, so then he'll be able to have access on on, on his own level to the burim kagach leish, and therefore he'll be able to be mamshich uh, mamshich the Torah like that. The lave hanal who bechina sela. This lave is a bechina of sela shemishama dibor. Again, we're talking about uh, in the context of a rock. Tzur levavi, but we're, we're in the context of the be'er Miriam. We're talking about the rock. The bechinas mile besela. The mili, which is means literally words, are, but it says that dibor is called a sela. Now this is really coming off uh, of a statement in the Gemara that it says if a word costs a sella, then silence is worth two. But we're we're interpreting this uh, Gemara to say mili besella that words mili are in the sella that words are in the sella because in Aramaic mili mili means words and therefore if we say mili besella means that words are in the in the rock vesella who bechinas tzur a sella and tzur both mean rock bechinas pasach tzur vayizuvu mayim split open the rock and that's where the water uh, that's where the water will come will come forth from it's Pasuk in Tehillim that talks about uh, that, that references Sela as Tzor Vehu Bechinas Lev and Tzor relates to Lev Bechinas Tzor Levavi which we said is Lev Elyon and therefore, now that we saw that through the chamimus and the enthusiasm, a person is able to inspire Lev Elyon, which we're associating with Sela and Sor, because Mili Besor, because of the words. Therefore, if a person wants access to Dibor Kagach Eish, so then they're able to get that from Lev Elyon, and when you're able to uh, stir the Rachmim of the Lev, and then the words, the fiery, the hot words are able to come to the person. My heart got hot. Uh, in me, Bahagigi, in my utterance, Tivar Ish, the fire blazed. The Barti Bolshoini, I spoke, I spoke out loud. But what do we see over here? That the Burim come, uh, that, that from a, a hot heart, Cham Libi Bikirbi, once the heart heats up, so that's where Diburim come from, which again, what we're looking for is Diburim Kagach Torah, and on this lave is where is written all of the Biure Torah, Bibachinas. So therefore, 
what we're trying to do is have access to Leve Elyon. We connect ourselves to the Leve Elyon through, uh, the, through heating up our own heart, through the enthusiasm, through the Taira, uh, through learning with the Cheshek. Once we have access to the Leve Elyon, so then we have access to the Burim Kagachli Eish, and therefore we'll have access to the Biure Torah because Kasvim Aluach Becha, the words of the Taira are on the heart. And now a person wants to have a certain explanation of Torah, understanding we need to open up the flow, inspire the flow that is initiated by us. So how, how do we do this? This means before we start going into Taira, before we start approaching to be able to have an understanding and an explanation of Taira, Okay, I was going to mention uh, which uh, it's late for, maybe next time. But aside, there's, there's Taira, when, when you're learning Taira, so then you're totally engaged in clarity, learning Lashma, but you want to have access to the Taira. Before you start, a person stops, you could say, say, vidui, right? prepare oneself, Davin, pour out one's heart. Because how do you open up the Tzor? How do you open up the rock? How do you get the water to come through the Mili Basella, how do you open up the Lev Elyon, Viazuvu Mema Vainu, Biure Taira? So we see literally represented in the story that when Miriam, uh, again, we saw against the backdrop of Rabbeinu's young daughter, who is this young Neshama, who is Saival Yitzurim, but relating to, uh, we related this to Miriam Hanavia, we related this to the Neshama in every generation that's bitter because Paspamayim, Paspamelech Toichal, this is, this is where the, the water is able to flow through this. I'm, I'm interweaving it into the thing, so it's a little bit mixed up, but again, this is the principle that the water, that the Torah, the Meimei Torah come through the rock and to all the leaders, all the teachers of of Klal but when that rock is sealed up, all of a sudden people don't have access, and now it starts fights with tzaddikim because they lose clarity. That's what inspires machlekes among people and among riva with the tzaddikim. But now that there's no access through the rock, so now we have the upper game. How is it that we that we have access even on our level? So what we have to do is we all have to access the the the, the lev elyon. We all have to access the tzur, the cellar, the rock in our own way. How do we do that to get the mili besela? How to get the dvarim? because the Dvarim Kigachleish is is how we're able to relate to the words of Taira and now we don't have the Tzaddik anymore the way that we uh, inspire that is to heat up our own our own heart heat up our own words we with enthusiasm learn with enthusiasm to be able to pour out our hearts tefillah and once we're able to do that we draw this connection with the Leva Elyon to get the Dibur'im Kigachleish so then now we will have access to the Taira as well okay we're going to stop over there